0: This is Finding Center, a daily hour of spiritual focus. Today on Finding Center, the theme is Invitations and Their Promised Blessings. In the first half, we will hear Elder Gary E. Stevenson's BYU devotional address entitled Divinely Appointed Responsibilities, Heavenly Blessings. Then in the second half, we will hear from Elder Randall K. Bennett with Prophetic Invitations and Promised Blessings.
1: What does it mean to belong to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? Many of us are familiar with an expression used by a company in numerous ad campaigns. Membership has its privileges. Well, we're not a secular organization. We are the restored Church of Jesus Christ. As such, if I were to articulate similar sentiments as a member of the Church, it might sound something like, Belonging brings blessings. And yet there is more, isn't there? Belonging brings responsibilities as well. I have been rather thoughtful about this. Today I would like to identify responsibilities associated with our church membership. I'll then discuss in greater length heavenly blessings given to us as members of the church which enable us to accomplish those divinely appointed responsibilities. I quote, The work of salvation and exaltation focuses on four divinely appointed responsibilities. We come unto Christ and assist in God's work by living the gospel of Jesus Christ, caring for those in need, inviting all to receive the gospel, and uniting families for eternity. As we strive to fulfill these divinely appointed responsibilities as part of the Lord's work, the Church provides a multitude of resources. These are blessings pouring down upon us from heaven. They come in many forms. Many are customized to our age, location, and circumstance. Some of these blessings result from covenants we make as Church members. Others bless the lives of all of God's children— So I'd like to identify blessings available to accomplish that first divinely appointed responsibility of living the gospel of Jesus Christ. One of these is important to you, our accessibility to education. President Nelson remarked, I encourage each person, regardless of age, to continue to learn Pursue whatever path will be most valuable to you and your family. You will be blessed as you do this. You will grow academically, professionally, and spiritually as you seek to enhance your education. The church is a substantial provider of education, which prophets have consistently encouraged. As seen by your school's history, which goes back to the BYU Academy founded in 1875 by Brigham Young. The link between education and living the gospel of Jesus Christ became clear early in this dispensation. Today, there are over 30,000 students attending BYU. There are an additional 43,000 students who attend BYU Idaho, BYU Hawaii, and Ensign College. BYU Pathway Worldwide provides certificates, and degrees completely online to students from over 150 countries around the world, many of whom otherwise might not have access to higher education. Its online enrollment is just over 50,000 students. Spiritual education is also provided to students around the world. Over 700,000 students are enrolled in seminary and institute classes In aggregate, over 900,000 students are enrolled in some element of offering from the church education system. What a blessing accessibility to education is in helping members of the Church of Jesus Christ live the gospel of Jesus Christ. Similarly, members of the Church are recipients of blessings, which come through numerous other programs— curriculum, materials, and initiatives. Let's just talk about a few of these. Tens of thousands of young men and young women have attended FSY conferences in over 46 countries and in 20 languages. Come Follow Me curriculum in digital and print blesses the lives of millions of members who by necessity resulting from the pandemic are conducting home-centered, church-supported gospel learning. Over 190 million copies of the Book of Mormon have been printed and distributed in 112 languages. The newly introduced Children and Youth Program for members aged 8 to 18 teaches how to follow the Savior in all areas of life—spiritual, social, physical, and intellectual. Face-to-face events have been conducted for groups of all ages throughout the world— Lisa and I did a face-to-face broadcast originating from the Philippines for all of the youth in the Asia area, followed by an event in Japan, which we were able to conduct in Japanese. Now, consider how the blessing of over 20,000 meeting houses populating the world is assisting us in our responsibility to live the gospel of Jesus Christ. The meeting house gives a place to gather, to participate in ordinances, and to feel a sense of fellowship and belonging. Dedicated meeting houses come in a variety of shapes and sizes, adapting to numerous countries and cultures. Look at the bright countenances of members in Vanuatu at the dedication of a new meeting house in their village. In this simple, clean dedicated space, members gather, worship, and conduct sacrament and other meetings. Similarly, a new meeting house was recently constructed and dedicated in Kiribati. This, too, provides a space for members of this little branch on their own little island blessing them in their efforts to live the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's talk about the second divinely appointed responsibility of Uniting Families for Eternity, which would be impossible without the blessing of temples dotting the earth, because it's in the house of the Lord that ordinances that bind families take place. Our dear prophet, President Nelson, leads and encourages our divinely appointed responsibility to unite our families for eternity. Besides encouraging temple worthiness and attendance, President Nelson is also announcing and overseeing the building of temples at a prolific pace. This truly exemplifies the principle that belonging brings blessings. Consider the following invitation and promise.
2: My dear brothers and sisters, the assaults of the adversary are increasing exponentially in in intensity and in variety. Our need to be in the temple on a regular basis has never been greater. I plead with you to take a prayerful look at how you spend your time. Invest time in your future and in that of your family. If you have reasonable access to a temple, I urge you to find a way to make an appointment regularly with the Lord to be in His holy house. And then, Keep that appointment with exactness and joy. I promise you that the Lord will bring the miracles He knows you need as you make sacrifices to serve and worship in His temples.
1: And so here is a dramatic demonstration of the blessing of temple proximity. When President Nelson was born in 1924, there were only six operating temples in the church worldwide. Sixty years later, in April 1984, when he became an apostle, there were 26 operating temples. With President Hinckley's inspired vision to build more temples, by 2000, there were 100 operating temples. There are now 168 operating temples in the world. But when the 35 new temples that are currently under construction and the 28 announced temples are completed, the total number of operating temples worldwide will reach 231, and it's estimated that 81% of the members of the Church will be within three hours' traveling distance to the temple then. To further demonstrate the blessings we're enjoying as members, let's go on a journey Beginning in nineteen seventy nine with President and Sister Eka, who were called as president and matron to the Abba Nigeria Temple in twenty nineteen. President Eka joined the church in nineteen seventy nine in Port Harcourt, Nigeria. Following the baptism of Sister Eka two years after his baptism, they looked forward to the day when they could be endowed and sealed in the temple. And this took place in the faraway London, England temple, an 11-hour international flight from their home, with little chance of returning there to attend again. The dedication of the Johannesburg South Africa temple by President Hinckley in 1985 was a great blessing as it created the first discreet temple district on the African continent. However from Port Harcourt, driving nearly 4,000 miles one way through eight countries taking more than one week to Johannesburg was almost impossible for them. Over the next 20 years, President and Sister Eka were able to attend the Johannesburg temple only twice. You can just imagine the joy they felt when the first temple in West Africa was dedicated in 2004. President and Sister Ekka were now in the Accra-Ghana Temple District. They felt like this temple district was almost next door, yet it was still a two-day drive of 18 hours one way, just over 650 miles away from their home. Twenty months later, the Abba Nigeria Temple was dedicated. Now they felt this temple was so close as if in their own backyard. President Eka was set apart as a sealer on the day the temple was dedicated in 2005 by President Hinckley. Now, with the temple so close, just under a two-hour drive away, President and Sister Eka have attended there twice a week since its dedication, except for the three years while they presided over the Nigeria Lagos mission. From their mission office in Lagos, the drive to the Aba Nigeria Temple was just over 10 hours. Of course, when the Lagos Nigeria Temple is completed, which was announced by President Nelson in October of 2018, the miracle for all members in Lagos will take place once again for them as it did for President and Sister Eka. Well, let's now consider the third divinely appointed responsibility, inviting all to receive the gospel or missionary work, and the heavenly blessings we receive to accomplish that work. Samuel Smith was called in June 1830 as the first missionary in this dispensation. Hundreds of thousands of missionaries have served since that time. In August 1852, my fourth great-grandfather, William Holmes Walker, married with children at the time, was informed a mission call for him had been announced in a special church conference with instructions to depart as soon as possible to Cape Town, South Africa. He and his companions, Jesse Haven and Leonard Smith would be the first missionaries to serve in Africa. He served almost five years on that mission. He left his family traveling for three months by horse and wagon to New York City, then sailing 18 days to England. Preparations in England to go to Africa took two months. Boarding a boat in Liverpool, he sailed another 66 days for Cape Coast Africa. From the time he departed Salt Lake to the time he arrived in Africa was 216 days. Today that seven month journey takes about 25 hours by plane. Aren't we grateful for the example of early missionaries of this dispensation for their considerable sacrifice for the work? My father, Evan Stevenson, was called to serve in California and Arizona in 1947. Death Valley was one of his areas. Within days of his arrival to his mission, his mission president announced that from that time forward, all missionaries would proselyte without purse or script. This meant that they moved out of their apartments and sent virtually everything home. They could spend no money. They were instructed to receive meals and lodging from the people they were teaching. At the end of two or three days, they were to find new investigators or contacts to both teach and from from whom they might receive meals and lodging. Can you imagine this? Again, we express our gratitude for the faith and consecration of missionaries who preceded each of us. I received my call an assignment to serve in the Fukuoka Japan mission. It seems that each generation of missionaries are blessed to be able to stand on the shoulders of those who preceded them. Now, this is a common scene. Prior to the pandemic, just about one year ago, there were approximately 68,000 missionaries serving at that time. Missionaries were out among the people engaged in traditional proselyting activities. Many had completed their MTC experience right here in Provo. Others may have been in one of nine other active MTCs, such as the Philippines. One year later, in spite of the worldwide pandemic, the work moves forward. Missionaries are diligently following local COVID guidelines in the area they serve. In some instances, they teach outside, socially distanced. In other places where greater restrictions are in place, missionary teaching originates from missionary apartments done virtually. For several months now, newly called missionaries have completed their MTC training in an online virtual framework from their homes. The diligence of missionaries with the support of their families and the combined work of members combined with church resources, blesses us to fulfill the divinely appointed responsibility of inviting all to receive the gospel. Belonging truly brings blessings. Now the fourth and final divinely appointed responsibility as members of the church of Jesus Christ is caring for those in need. Remarkable blessings in the form of resources are available to us, enabling the care for those in need. Church support includes critical immunization campaigns around the world, including an important role in helping get COVID-19 vaccinations to those who might otherwise go without. The church has provided significant support to displaced populations of refugees from the Middle East, including Syria, Yemen, and Iraq, and sub-Saharan Africa. This aid ranges from basic relief and shelter supplies for emerging emerging crises to educational support for more prolonged situations. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, church humanitarian efforts in 2020 have been by far the most extensive in our history, comprised of hundreds of projects spanning 151 countries, including over 28 million items of personal protective equipment, 1.3 million medical items as ventilators and thermometers, 2.1 million hygiene kits, food items for an estimated four million beneficiaries domestically and abroad. And finally, the worldwide impact of the pandemic unfortunately did not spare us from other natural disasters. In addition to COVID-19, church funds and volunteers were drawn upon to respond to an undiminished number of natural disasters. In many of these instances, it was once again our members who were the heroes, donning their yellow vests, now accompanied frequently by masks, and braving the conditions of the pandemic to continue to provide the selfless post-disaster relief efforts that they have come to be known for.
3: God sent crew. I believe in God and I know it's a God. And this screw here, taking other trees, that's down in the yard. And God
0: knows I appreciate that.
2: In a period of six weeks, three hurricanes struck the Gulf Coast from Southeast Texas to the Florida Panhandle. With each disaster, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints organizes before and after to provide a helping hand. And here's how.
3: Once we see something brewing, in the Atlantic or in the Gulf, we'll try to determine where command centers should be set up. As a command center staff, we start showing up at least Friday by noon. You guys are making calls, right? We coordinate with the Bishop's storehouse for the truck to arrive so that the supplies can be unloaded and staged properly. We've learned that the full-time missionaries is a great resource. (laughs) This disaster has allowed them to get into the community, but also feel like they can give service.
1: Thank you so much for this opportunity to help you. Okay, so I'm gonna give you this
3: one. Once the volunteers start arriving. Two young men. The engine that you've built so to speak we anticipate the fuel coming and the workers is that fuel they start coming and boy they're just happy to be there i recognize you how are you you doing all right
2: i've taught him everything
3: it's amazing to see the unification that happens when a stake or ward donates volunteers ninety-seven. 97, okay. Okay, so mostly trees and tarps. They become unified in the gospel. All age, race, color, all those divisions are wiped away. This tree right here is the one that fell on my house, and I was in the bedroom when it fell. I called for help, and they came and helped me today, which was such a blessing.
2: After one of these storms come through, it makes you feel like your whole life is upside down. And to be able to see the emotions and the people that we're helping, and, uh, you know, just a really very spiritual, emotional day. You hear
3: those stories, and it just makes it worthwhile. All the setup that we do through a command center. We're well-known now after disasters, they know that the Latter-day Saints will come.
1: Well, let's summarize. As members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we have been given four divinely appointed responsibilities. Living the gospel of Jesus Christ, uniting families for eternity, inviting all to receive the gospel and caring for those in need. And so I would like to invite each of you to consider your role in accomplishing these divinely appointed responsibilities. How do you anxiously engage in this work? As you do so, I promise you'll be humbled. You'll be overcome with joy in recognizing and enjoying heaven-sent blessings, blessings from heaven, for you to accomplish each of those elements of this work. I'd like to bear my witness of these principles of which we have spoken today, of the great blessings that come from belonging and the great responsibilities attendant those blessings that we receive. And I would like to bear witness to you, brothers and sisters, that the heavens are open, that God the Father and Jesus Christ, in this dispensation, opened them once again as they appeared to Joseph Smith, just exactly the way that he said they did. I bear testimony of God the Father, of Jesus Christ, and of the Holy Ghost, of the divine doctrine— of the Father, which is that He wants all of His children to return his, to His presence. Of the divine doctrine of the Son that enables us to glorify the Father in His doctrine by returning to Him through the atonement of Jesus Christ. And I bear my witness to you today of living prophets and of the sacred, the divine role of, our, of Jesus Christ, His role as our Savior and Redeemer. I offer that testimony and witness to you in His holy name, even Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: You've been listening to Finding Center. Our theme today is invitations and their promised blessings. We've just heard from Elder Gary E. Stevenson. After the break, we'll return to Elder Randall K. Bennett for prophetic invitations and promised blessings. This is Finding Center, a daily hour of spiritual focus. Our theme today is Invitations and Their Promised Blessings. Next is Elder Randall K. Bennett, a General Authority 70 of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints at the time of this address, titled Prophetic Invitations and Promised Blessings.
4: My dear brothers and sisters... My wife Shelley and I are thrilled to be with you today. We both have very fond memories of being here 45 years ago. I know I look older than that, and my wife looks younger than that, but we were here 45 years ago. Let me tell you a little bit about the two of us. Neither of us came from fairy tale backgrounds or perfect circumstances. In fact, had you known us 45 years ago here, you would have felt that we were the least likely two people to be here today. My wife grew up in a part-member family. Her non-member father passed away when she was 17 years old. A beloved brother passed away a few years later. Fortunately, when she arrived here at BYU, she was ministered to by incredible students, and faculty, for which I am eternally grateful. Now, While Shelley was here, I arrived as a young full-time missionary before the MTC was even built. My parents were already struggling in a marriage that would eventually end in divorce. Sooner after arriving here, I became really homesick. Then I became really discouraged. And then, as you would guess, I was dear John by my girlfriend at the time. Now, in spite of all of this, it all worked out really well because even though neither of us knew it at the time, my future eternal companion and today my very best friend was right here waiting for me. We both love being here. Now, you may not come from perfect circumstances either, But I promise that if you will act with faith in your Heavenly Father and His plan, His great plan of happiness, and if you will act with faith in Jesus Christ and His Atonement and follow God's prophets, I promise that you will be given power to do whatever the Lord needs you to do and to become whatever He needs you to become in spite of your circumstances. Now, while I'm speaking today, the Holy Ghost will also communicate important truths for you and to you. He will give you guidance that you need in your life. I encourage you during this meeting to write these things down and then follow the feelings that come to you. First, I'd like to tell you about the angel who consented to be my wife after four marriage proposals. When Shelley was 15 years old, she had an experience that changed the rest of her life. At a youth conference at age 15, she unexpectedly met an Apostle. He did not know Shelley, and he did not know her family. But he invited her to do something really surprising. He asked Shelley, Will you kiss your father on the cheek every night— and tell him that you love him for one full year." Shelley agreed, even though silently she thought, this is going to be impossible. The apostle didn't know that her father was wonderful, but he was a very, very reserved man. Shelley had never seen her father kiss anyone, including her mom, and she had never heard her father say, I love you, to Anyone, As impossible as it seemed, she decided to do what an apostle had invited her to do. The first few nights as she kissed her father on the cheek and said, I love you, Dad, he did not react positively at all. She persisted night after night, but her father would simply sit rigid like a statue while she kissed him on the cheek and said, I love you, Dad. This continued for one entire year. By then, it felt good expressing love to him, so she decided to continue. Eventually, one night, she heard her father whisper, I love you too. The next night, he kissed her on the cheek as well. And a few days later, her beloved father suddenly passed away from a heart attack. Now, please don't misunderstand. I'm not telling you to kiss people who don't want to be kissed. I'm really not telling you to do that. And I'm not telling you it's okay for anyone to react to kindness with anger. I am telling you of the power that has come into Shelley's life because she learned at a very young age to follow prophets of God. Now, Shelley's father did not join the Church before he passed away, but many years later another apostle asked her, Shelley, do you know why the Spirit clearly prompted that apostle to invite you to do what he invited you to do? He said it was because Heavenly Father knew that you could soften your father's heart before he passed away so that he could accept the gospel on the other side of the veil— Shelley's life has been blessed in countless ways throughout her life by following the Lord's apostles and prophets. As a result, she has blessed my life immeasurably. I love my eternal companion, and I am grateful for who she has become, first and foremost because of her love for God and also because of her trust in and willingness to follow His prophets. I promise that you and I were reserved for this exact time on earth, and I am grateful for the blessings that come as we follow the direction of the Lord's living prophet, President Russell M. Nelson, and his brethren in the First Presidency and the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. I promise you that you can trust the Lord's apostles, love them, sustain each one as a prophet, seer, and revelator. I promise you that great blessings will follow. President George Albert Smith taught that from Father Adam until the present time, those who have had the greatest joy and happiness in life have been those who have followed the teachings of the prophets of the Lord. Those who have ignored them have paid the penalty in many cases by sorrow and destruction, missing the great blessings that our Heavenly Father has placed within our reach. Question. Are you and I missing any of the blessings that our Father has placed within our reach? As President Smith taught, following prophets of God is directly connected to receiving Heavenly Father's blessings. Now Shelley deeply desired to hear her father tell her that he loved her. She only received that particular blessing by doing exactly what an apostle had invited her to do. President Ezra Taft Benson taught, The words of the prophets, particularly the living president of the Church, are crucial. Let's review what President Nelson, the Living President of the Church, has powerfully and clearly taught. We will begin with what he has taught about who you are and what you were sent
2: to earth to do. 1. You are an elect son or daughter of God. 2. You were created in His image. Three. You were taught in the spirit world to prepare you for anything and everything you would encounter during this latter part of these latter days. That teaching endures within
4: Brothers and sisters, that is who you really are, not what the world might be telling you you are. Because of who you are, you were sent to earth with a specific purpose— Let's listen
2: further. Our Heavenly Father has reserved many of His most noble spirits, perhaps I might say His finest team, for this final phase. Those noble spirits, those finest players, those heroes are you. You are among the best the Lord has ever sent to this world. You were sent to earth at this precise time, the most crucial time in the history of the world, to help gather Israel. There is nothing happening on this earth right now that is more important than that. There is nothing of greater consequence, absolutely nothing. This gathering should mean everything to you. This is the mission for which you were sent to earth. You have the capacity to be smarter and wiser and have more impact on the world than any previous generation.
4: Than any previous generation. I promise that your contribution to this world will be profound if you will always be found following God's prophets. In addition to reminding you of who you are, President Nelson continually invites you and I to become better. And he always promises blessings that will follow as we accept the Lord's invitations through him. President Nelson has extended numerous prophetic invitations with significant promised blessings. Acting on those invitations will draw you closer to your Heavenly Father and your Savior. We will review now just six of the many invitations that President Nelson has extended specifically to you. With each, see if you recognize the blessings He promises
2: you. Ask your Heavenly Father in the name of Jesus Christ how He feels about you and your mission here on earth. If you ask with real intent, over time, the Spirit will whisper the life-changing truth to you. Record those impressions, review them often, and follow through with exactness. I promise you that when you begin to catch even a glimpse of how your Heavenly Father sees you and what He is counting on you to do for Him. Your life will never be the same.
4: So one of the simple invitations, number one, ask Heavenly Father how He feels about you and your mission here on earth. Follow the impressions with exactness. One of His promises, your life will never be the same. Now, the world would have you believe that prophetic invitations are not important and will not make any difference in your life. However, I promise you, and I testify that, by small and simple things are great things brought to pass in our lives. Now, was the Apostle's invitation to my wife simple? Yes, but it was really challenging Have you been asking yourself if an Apostle asked me to personally do something, would I do it? What if it was really challenging? I believe that you would. But our living prophet has been inviting you personally. I pray that you will accept his invitations, and I promise that as you do, you will be blessed personally. Let's review another important invitation— and the incredible promise-blessing God extends to you through His living prophet.
2: If you proceed to learn all you can about Jesus Christ, I promise you that your love for Him and for God's laws will grow beyond what you currently imagine. I promise you also that your ability to turn away from sin will increase Your desire to keep the commandments will soar. You will find yourself better able to walk away from the entertainment and entanglements of those who mock the followers of Jesus Christ.
4: 2. Learn all you can about Jesus Christ and follow Him. Did you listen to the many promised blessings from President Nelson? To receive those beautiful promised blessings, Ask yourself, what will I do to learn more about my Savior? What will I now do to better follow Him? Let's listen carefully for more invitations and the associated promised blessings.
2: You'll have days when you will be thoroughly discouraged. So pray for courage not to give up. You will need that strength because it will become less and less popular to be a Latter-day Saint. Sadly, some whom you thought were your friends will betray you, and some things will simply seem unfair. However, I promise you that as you follow Jesus Christ, you will find sustained peace and true joy. As you keep your covenants with increasing precision and as you defend the Church and the kingdom of God on the earth today, the Lord will bless you with strength and wisdom to accomplish the impossible.
4: Brothers and sisters, do you and I believe that we can accomplish the impossible? I've learned and I promise you that with God— All things are possible. For one full year, Shelley told her father that she loved him, and she had no idea that it was doing any good. At times she felt great discouragement. You and I, all of us, experience feelings of discouragement. But did you hear President Nelson promise you strength, wisdom, sustained peace, and true joy— as you learn about and follow Jesus Christ. I promise that as you come unto Christ and place Him at the very center of your life, He will bless you with every essential thing that you need. Don't let the world's distractions displace or replace the Savior's place in your heart or in your life. An invitation that will help you and I place the Savior at the center of our life is the following. Let's listen.
2: Spend more time—much more time—in places where the Spirit is present. That means more time with friends who are seeking to have the Spirit with them. Spend more time on your knees in prayer. More time in the scriptures. More time in family history work. More time in the temple. I promise you that as you consistently give the Lord a generous portion of your time, He will multiply the remainder.
4: Number three, spend more time where the Spirit is present. Where can the Spirit be present? At your desk, in your room, in your apartment, at a park, in class, and I well remember even during a final exam and, of course, at Church and in the temple. The Spirit can be present in any appropriate place where you and those you are with earnestly seek and desire to invite His influence. The Lord will more than match your efforts. He will magnify your remaining time if you generously commit time to communicating with Him, studying His truths, and assisting in his work. Let's listen as President Nelson continues to teach you and I.
2: I promise you—not the person sitting next to you, but you—that wherever you are in the world, wherever you are on the covenant path, even if at this moment you are not centered on the path, I promise you that if you will sincerely and persistently do the spiritual work needed to develop the crucial spiritual skill of learning how to hear the whisperings of the Holy Ghost, you will have all the direction you will ever need in your life. You will be given answers to your questions in the Lord's own way and in His own time.
4: One of the promises, you will have all the direction you will ever need in your life if you will learn how to hear and follow the whisperings of the Holy Ghost. Did you notice the other promises? You'll be given answers. Do the answers always come immediately? Perhaps not, but I promise answers will come. To do what the Lord needs us to do, we must have the constant companionship of the Holy Ghost. In fact, you and I cannot endure to the end without following the Holy Ghost's guidance and direction. Two daily holy habits will powerfully invite the Spirit into your heart, into your home, and into your life. Let's listen.
2: My dear brothers and sisters, I promise that as you prayerfully study the Book of Mormon every day, you will make better decisions every day. I promise that as you ponder what you study, the windows of heaven will open, and you will receive answers to your own questions and direction for your own life. I promise that as you daily immerse yourself in the Book of Mormon, you can be immunized against the evils of the day, even the gripping plague of pornography and other mind numbing addictions.
4: Number five prayerfully, prayerfully study the Book of Mormon every day. Isn't making better decisions every day what we all want? a wonderful young friend and student here at BYU shared with me how accepting this particular invitation has brought blessings. I've had some struggles in the past resisting temptations. So when President Nelson invited us to read the Book of Mormon every day and made those promises, it struck me. He promised that we could be immunized from them and that got my attention i have felt the power of that promise from a prophet of god i have felt more strength to resist the temptations that used to be so hard to overcome because i read the book of mormon every day close quote now, i remember well during my years in university i remember vividly the stress of study work finances papers reports finding better work, midterms, finals, a thesis, etc., etc. At times it felt overwhelming. But for me, daily prayer and scripture study powerfully magnified my ability to do all else that was required. These invitations are simple. The promises are great. Remember— By small and simple things are great things brought to pass. President Nelson has also emphasized the importance of being in the temple as often as our circumstances permit. Again, see if you hear and can identify the promised blessings.
2: Our need to be in the temple on a regular basis has never been greater. I plead with you to take a prayerful look at how you spend your time. Invest time in your future and in that of your family. If you have reasonable access to a temple, I urge you to find a way to make an appointment regularly with the Lord to be in His holy house, and then keep that appointment with exactness and joy. I promise you that the Lord will bring the miracles He knows you need as you make sacrifices to serve and worship in His temples.
4: 6. Serve your ancestors and others in the temple. Being outward and other-focused instead of inward and self-focused will bring great blessings and incredible joy as you serve others. Another very dear friend here at BYU shared how accepting the invitation to be in the temple has brought the miracles President Nelson promises. Quote I accepted this invitation from President Nelson hoping to simply receive the revelation and peace that time in the temple brings. In a fashion typical of Heavenly Father, my small efforts were magnified, and I received blessings that I never thought I would experience during this life. Like many converts— I struggle with the concern that the rest of my family cannot enter into the Lord's temple with me. However, Heavenly Father used my efforts to remind me that miracles can and will occur as we act in obedience and faith. While I was home recently, my family unexpectedly asked me to take them through the temple during the temple open house. I testify that the sacred work done in the temple is amplified in ways that will bring us and our families eternal joy. End quote. Prophetic invitations always with promised blessings. These prophetic promises apply to each and every one of you. All you have to do is exercise faith— and take the necessary small and simple steps to receive the blessings promised to you personally by the Lord's prophet. Again, I promise you, my dear brothers and sisters, you can trust the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ. Like Nephi, if you will follow the Lord's prophet, you can come to know that you are highly favored of the Lord in spite of afflictions. Like the sons of Mosiah, you can experience incomprehensible joy in spite of adversity, sorrow, suffering, or your circumstances. Now, a wonderful gift, and it is a gift that we are given every six months, are the general conferences of the Church, where we are taught clearly by apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ. During these conferences, we are given the latest revelation from heaven for God's children on the earth—for us. I invite you to spiritually prepare for and watch every General Conference session. I am preparing by reviewing President Nelson's messages from past years as well as each of the Apostles' recent General Conference addresses. As you watch the next General Conference sessions, listen for apostolic invitations and their associated promised blessings. I bear my witness that apostles of Jesus Christ are on the earth and that President Russell M. Nelson is the Lord's prophet today. I love and sustain each of them, I pray for them, and I commit to continue following them. I promise that Joseph Smith is the prophet of this great and last dispensation, the dispensation for which you were reserved to come to earth. I promise that you will draw nearer to your Heavenly Father and your Savior by prayerfully studying the Book of Mormon every day. I bear my witness of the living reality of our Heavenly Father, who is aware of you, He knows you. He loves you. I bear my witness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Redeemer. He willingly journeyed to Jerusalem that last time, knowing that He would suffer, bleed, and die for you. He did so because of His love for His Father and because of His love for you, each and every one of you. The Savior's Atonement was not only universal and infinite. It was personal and intimate. He atoned for you. He knows you, and He understands you perfectly. I promise that if you will turn to Him, He will always help you. In the sacred name of Jesus Christ, amen.
0: You've been listening to Finding Center. Join us every weekday for an hour of inspiration and spiritual focus. Today's theme was Invitations and Their Promised Blessings with thoughts from Elder Gary E. Stevenson and Elder Randall K. Bennett. Find links to the full text, audio, and video of these addresses at byuradio.org/findingcenter.